to start a new series, and it's called The Three Trees. Everybody say, Three Trees. Okay, don't forget it. That's the next three weeks. So, three trees. And we're going to read out of Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12 today. So, why don't we stand and let's read this word together here. It's titled, Visitors from the East. In reading out of the New Living Translation, verse 1, it says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And about that time, some wise men from Eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After the inter this interview, the wise men went away and the star guided, then the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. They opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Their Heavenly Father, as we come into your word today and we talk of your birth, we talk about the, the situation of that day, I pray that you give us great understanding, that Lord, that we could grasp the word of the Lord to each one of us today. And Father God, that we would be transformed by the hearing of your word that, Lord, that we'd be strengthened and encouraged and we'd be bold with your word. So, Father, we glorify you. We exalt you in this time, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. This is a powerful portion of Scripture. I went through this on um, Wednesday night. We broke this, uh, just Scripture 1, uh, chapter 2, verse 1. We broke that Scripture down for... Um, about 50 minutes, just went into that one scripture. It's so powerful. It's so amazing what, what happened here. You know, you have fulfillment of prophecy concerning where the Messiah would be born. You know, we see that he was born in verse one in Bethlehem. In verse six, you know, they, he's there. The, the prophetic word that Micah gave in, in Micah 5, 2, it's right there. And the the guys just shared out, you know, and then you see prophetic dream take place. The wise men had a dream that tells them, don't go back to Pharaoh. And then after this, when you get into verse 13, 14, Joseph has a dream and the Lord tells him to get up and go to, to Egypt because every great man of God has been to Egypt. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so it's just amazing what happens in this scripture. And there's so many people involved in these 12 scriptures. And the three trees that I'm talking about today, I'm talking about three different kinds of people. I just labeled them as trees. So we're going to talk about three different kinds of people. Um, 
over the next few weeks, and I'll be describing you and me. And, you know, it may not be today, it may not be next Sunday, but somewhere in the next three weeks, you're going you're gonna to find yourself in my sermon topic. And uh, I pray that through that, that you can look at your own life with the lens that God has. We got to stop looking at our own self through our own lens. Let's look through the lens of the word of God, amen, and through how God sees us. And so that we can continue to grow and change, amen, so that we can continue to make adjustments in our life so that when Jesus does sound that horn and he does come, amen, that we're ready to go and that we're not going to get left behind, amen. And I don't want anybody in this church to get left behind. I don't want to get stand before the Lord. He'll say, well, what about this guy, this guy, and this guy? Well, oh Lord, I tried to tell him. I want to tell him. I told him. I told him. And I'm, I'm here to tell you the truth. Amen. So the person that we're going to talk about today is number one, the indifferent person. Everybody say indifferent. indifferent. Now indifferent is, go ahead and put that slide up. Indifferent is having no particular interest or sympathy, unconcerned. Most workers were indifferent to foreign affairs. And then the synonyms to this are unconcerned about, apathetic about, um, or apathetic toward, uncaring about, casual about, nonchalant about, okay? So in this passage of, of Matthew 2, the indifferent people are found in verse 4. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah to be born? Now, indifference can be used in our lives for different things. Like when, when it comes to eating, we know what we should eat. We know what we shouldn't eat. And you know what? We still don't care. <laughs> We're indifferent towards it. We, you know, hey, I, I put out all that seeds candy for you. You know you shouldn't eat it all. And you know you shouldn't eat it all in a few days. <laughs> But you're indifferent to it, right? You just, <laughs> and it's gone. I talked to some people, they said, I still have some in the freezer. I'm like, well, good. Space it out a little. Don't eat it all at once, you know? Um, you know, but we're, we're indifferent to the things that we, we eat. We're, we're indifferent to the things of society, like, you know, smoking. We're indifferent. You know, people know the consequences of smoking. They know what's going to happen. You know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect you. And, but yet... We're indifferent to the warnings. I mean, they even put the warnings on the pack of cigarettes and we're still indifferent to it. You know, they tell you, don't eat so much fast food. How many of you like fast food? Because it's fast. <laughs> and you don't have to cook it yourself, you know. You can buzz up there, get a burrito, whoop, and be gone. Get an In-N-Out burger. Oh, honey, that sounds good. Maybe lettuce wrap, huh? No, <laughs> little lettuce, lettuce wrap, some, some, you know, some grilled onion. You know, we, we love that fast food and, and we know we shouldn't do it. But yet with the fast pace of life we have here, um, it's just easy to pick something up instead of going home and, and cooking. You know, I find I can cook a meal as fast as I can wait in a drive through line. I can cook you a steak, baked potatoes and veggies in 15 minutes. It's really that easy. I don't like to clean up, but. <laughs> but when you look at it, there is so much indifference in our lives today that we're indifferent, things we're indifferent to. So the thing with the priests and the scribes, they were invited to converse with Herod. 
And, and the answer that, the question that he asked them, the answer was right there with them. You know, they jumped right in with the prophetic word considering his birth in Micah 5 2. It's up here on your screen right now. Five two, Micah five two. There you go. It's right now. <laughs> Come on, Maggie. <laughs> it's the computer. I get it. Getting <laughs> uh, church fun. It should be. I got Liz. Where are you? I got joy today. Hallelujah. But you know, it, it says a ruler from Bethlehem, Micah five two. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are only a small village among the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf. So they knew the word and quoted it to Herod right away. They knew it because there was an expectation for the Messiah to come. Okay, they were trained, they were the priests. He, he didn't say he invited you know, Pharisees, keepers of the law. And he invited the high priest. He invited the top priest to come and talk to him. And they're like, oh yeah, Micah 5, 2, here it is. It's Bethlehem. You know, and they were expecting, everybody was waiting for the Messiah to come. And the expectation was that of a deliverer, amen, that he would deliver him. And so they were looking for a king to come to establish his kingdom on this earth. And so when they, they get news, hey, you know, we're following this bright light, this star, and um, where, we, where, where should we go? Oh, go to Bethlehem. That's where it's going to happen. Now, where's the indifference come in today in that? In the fact that they did nothing with the knowledge of the word that they had. They didn't go with them. If you study it, Bethlehem's five miles, five miles. Now they walked everywhere as it was anyways. Five miles would have been just a little morning walk. Some of you do five miles all the time. Five miles, that's it. Down south to Bethlehem. They didn't go. They knew what the word of the Lord was, but it had no effect on them. They had no interest even the wise men from the east were looking for something to happen. See, because when I studied it out, that scripture, Matthew, Matthew 2, verse 1, on Wednesday night when we talked about this on how to study the Bible, Matthew 2, verse 1, what we found out is that these wise men were actually ancestors I mean, tied to Abraham. When Abraham got remarried to Keturah and he had six sons and he sent them where? He sent them to the east. And so when you study it out, this passage is tied to, that, to Abraham. So see, there's been an expectation for deliverer for a long time. And so these guys saw the star and they followed it. Amen. Um, but uh, the priest didn't have an interest in it. No, even Herod, Herod asked him the timing about the star. You know, he said, you know, how long you've been following the star? You know, and then once the uh, wise men didn't go, See, because these wise men had been seeing the star for approximately two years. Because when, when Herod figured out they're not coming back, what did he do? He sent his team over there to kill every child two years or younger, every boy two years or younger. 
So these wise men had been working at this for quite a while. And they were aware of the scriptures. You know, and the, the um, priests were aware of the scriptures too in their head, but not in their spirit. It was head knowledge, but they couldn't see. They were blind and deaf and they didn't know it. You know, these are the men that Isaiah is told to speak to in Isaiah 6. He said, he said in uh, verse 9, he said in Isaiah 6, he said, Yes, go and say to this people, listen carefully, but do not understand. Watch closely, but learn nothing. Harden the hearts of these people. Plug their ears, shut their eyes. That way they will not see with their eyes, nor hear with their ears, nor understand with their hearts, and turn to me for healing. And that was the, the religious rulers of that day. Their hearts were hard towards the things of God, even though they had the knowledge of the word of God and they were real quick to tell Herod, hey, go to Bethlehem, that's where it's gonna be. But nobody went with them. So what ends up happening is that they miss the visitation of the Lord. And it goes even worse. They're the ones that had him crucified. They're the ones that had him put to death. They push for it. They get it. They did not hear what he was saying to them. They were just jealous of him. They couldn't handle all the signs and wonders and miracles that he did because they couldn't do them. They were ver the very ones waiting for the Messiah and they missed it. The indifference that they walked in caused them to miss out on the miracle of knowing Jesus. So let's fast forward to 2020. Here we are in the 12th, 12th month of 2020. Do you see any indifference in our society today in the church? Paul told us it was gonna happen. He, he prophesied to us. And Paul never held back from telling you the truth. But you know, in Romans chapter one, verse 20, he says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they were without excuse. There is no excuse to knowing God. Look at the creation around us. Look what happens. Look at the details of God's creation. Look around this room, the differences that we have in this room today of creation, but yet we all flow the same way because God's creation. It says, verse 21, it says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. 22, professing to be wise, they became fools. Verse 23, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. See, this is what Paul said. This is what was gonna happen. This is, was coming and it's here. It's so evident today and it's been evident since Paul was here on the earth that these things happen. These things are going on and it's going on in our society today. And um, you know, when, um, when you think about Israel and I think about Jerusalem, I know Pastor Dave's been there. I, I, I think of it, Pastor, as a, as a holy place. Matter of fact, I'm afraid to go because I'm afraid if I go, I won't come back. You know, I might just stay there, you know, 
because I, I, I can't, they won't even let me in the country now, you know. So, because I got passport stamps that they're like, nope, you're not in. I've already been told, don't even try. But I, when you think about Jerusalem, I think of a holy place. I think the tomb. I think the temple grounds. I think holiness. I think, you know, I, when we were in Egypt, we went to where Jesus lived as a baby because they built a church over it. And it's all right there. We went in and took pictures of that place. And, you know, it's just, it was just great to be there. But when you think about holiness, you think about Jerusalem, the mayor of Jerusalem was sued because he wouldn't allow a gay pride parade. And he lost. So now in the holy city, they have gay pride parades. An abomination. What indifference do you see today? You know, when I look back, just you go back to the word of God. I, I look at Stephen in the book, book of Acts chapter 7. You know, Stephen was called in. They made up a bunch of lies about him. And as he, he stood there before the Sanhedrin, he just let it go, man. He just started preaching. He just talked about, you know, from Moses on up. He just took the word of God, the prophetic words concerning Christ. He just let it fly. And, you know, the priests, they couldn't take it. They had to cover their ears and scream. Like, la, 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 la. They couldn't take it. And so they got, they got mad. They rushed him. They took him. They threw him out of the city. And then they stoned him to death. All the while, Saul, who's later Paul, stood there and held their coats. See, the indifference of that time is still here today. It's that the church has the word of God, but it's not listening. We've got to start paying attention to what the word of God says, what's coming, the prophetic words. I showed you a Bible. on. You need to go back and watch Wednesday night on how to study the Bible. I, I showed um, one of the Bibles that I have, and it has a star next to every fulfilled prophetic word in the New Testament. It has a half a star next to every um, partial fulfilled word. And then it has a clear star for unfulfilled prophetic words. And you need to know what's coming, amen? You need to know what's gonna happen. You need to know the end time game. And it's not watching the Avengers, amen? It's reading the word of God and, and letting it come into you so that you can stand on the truth, amen? And be a keeper of the truth. Because otherwise, when that trumpet sounds, if you're not walking in the truth, everybody's gonna go, and you're, you know, you're gonna be like, you're gonna be looking at my pile of clothes, going to say, where'd a pastor go? And they'll tell you, an alien took him. But, but maybe the indifference comes down that day and you go, oh my gosh. And you fall on your face and you get ready to be that tribulation saint. Because, you know, if you read the story of the 10 virgins, you know, five were Five were ready, five weren't. Five were smart, five were foolish, you know. And five went in and five weren't there. And five came to knock on the door and he, he said, yeah, I don't know you, go away. See, so once he comes, there, there's, no, there's, no, there's no second chance right there to go. There's the tribulation, being a tribulation saint. That's all you have to hope for. So you, you've got to get it right now and we've got to break down our indifferences, Amen. So here it comes. You ready? 
Ooh, I'm getting done quick today. How have you been acting indifferent to the word of God? Remember, indifference, having no particular interest or sympathy, unconcern. Most workers were indifferent to foreign affairs, unconcerned about, apathetic about, apathetic toward, uncaring about, casual about, nonchalant about. The priests went to the temple and worshiped God all the time but still missed out on the plan because of acting indifferent towards the word of God. You can come to church every week. You can be online in every meeting. But if you personally are acting indifferent towards the things of God, you will miss what he has for you. So the, the question is, if Jesus comes today and that trumpet sounds, and the rapture comes, will you go? It's not according to how you think, but it's according to what the word of God says, the standard that the word of God has set. Because I, I know people that, that, are, that come to church that are still living a lifestyle that's like, you know, when you read it in the Bible, it says those people won't go, but yet they're still leaving it anyways, and they're okay coming to church and doing their thing. They're indifferent towards what the word of God says. And if we have set in an indifferent attitude and we are blinded to the coming of the Lord, we're not gonna go as the scripture says. We need to ask the Lord to open our eyes for us to see so that we can see the blind spots in our own lives, amen, so that we can see what's up, so that we can adapt to the word of God, adjust our lifestyle to be ready for the coming of the Lord. You know what? It's not too late because we're all still here. But you don't know. I, I look at my friend Dan, Dan Paul. 41 years old. Good guy. Served, helped me out here so much. Served at another church, very involved and got COVID November 3rd. Put him on a ventilator. He texted me that day. He said, Ron, you got to pray, man. He said, I'm in the hospital with COVID and it's not good. They're talking about a ventilator. Next day they put him on a ventilator. He's still on a ventilator. He's breathing good enough now, but they can't take him off unless he wakes up. That's why we declared today, Dan, wake up. Amen. I believe we've sent a word today. But what I'm getting at is you don't know. You don't know your day, your hour. You don't know when God is going to call you. Amen. And I'm sure people, Danny, I'm sure you were a little nervous when you found out. You know, what was going on with you and, and the things that were happening. And Isaiah, you too, I'm sure. You know, I mean, somebody texted me today, Pastor, I won't be there. I got the sniffles. And I'm like, you know, before I would say, suck it up, buttercup. You know. <laughs> but today I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll see you next week. <laughs> you know, because there's that, there's that 
thing out there. You know, you're afraid to sneeze. You're afraid to cough in public because everybody will be like, <gasps> you know, you try and hold it and you're like, <clears throat> where's your indifference lie? You can be indifferent about fast food. I don't really care. You can be indifferent about what you eat. You smoke cigarettes, you know. It's on you. Just those things I talked about earlier. But you can't be indifferent towards the word of God. There cannot be any indifference in us. We can't be living a nonchalant lifestyle. Just letting things pass by. Some point you have to start caring. Some point you have to start participating in the things of God. Some point you really have to engage with the King of Glory. Amen. Can't just be, oh, I went to church today. I'm good. No. I, I used to come to church a lot and I knew I wasn't good. I'd ask the Lord, please don't come today. The Lord's calling us to live for Him wholly and to go all in with Him. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord, and for the examples that we can see. And I pray today, God, that we not follow this example, God. That, Lord, that we as a people of God would not be indifferent towards the word of the Lord. That, Lord, that we'd not just know the word of God, but, Lord, it not just be on the tip of our tongue, but, Lord, it be our lifestyle, God. And, and Lord, that you would help us today to make adjustments. And maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Ron, I need to make some adjustments today. There's some things I need to adjust to line up more with God's word. If that's you today, just wave at me. You know you've been indifferent in certain things. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise you, Father. Father, you've seen all the hands that went up today, God. And Lord, even as we, we celebrated your supper, I pray, pray right now, Lord, as you're opening our eyes to things in our lives, the indifference in our hearts, God, that your blood would just wash us and cleanse us right now. That it would fall off of us today in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, it not have a hold on us any longer. But Lord, that truly there be transformation that happens in each one of us right now, God. That we no longer be indifferent towards your plans and purposes, God. You've set us here, God, for purpose. And I pray for just that cleansing over each one of us right now. That you renew our strength, God. You renew our joy in the Lord. And Lord, that we will sing, sing, sing like never before, Father that our hearts will be filled with your joy, God. And I pray that, Lord, the healing salve for our eyes, Lord, that our ears would be unplugged and that we not be like these priests, but, Lord, that from this day forward, we go forward with you. That we join in with the, the body of Christ, the family of God, moving forward in the things of God like never before. 
So, Father, I pray a covering over every person here today, those that raised their hand and those that didn't. That, Lord, that we'd have eyes to see and ears to hear in the Spirit. Not just natural knowledge of reading the Word of God, but it affects our spirit, man. It changes who we are. It shapes us. And, Lord, that you be glorified, that you'll be lifted up, Father, in our lives. So, Lord, I pray a covering over every person today and your strength, your joy to strengthen each one of us. We love you so much, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand today, huh? Hallelujah.